This is Wave 105 and tonight we're joined by a singer who's enjoyed massive global success not only as a member of the iconic One Direction but as a solo artist. His debut album Flickr sold 3 million copies and hit number one in 61 countries and now in 2019, after a couple of years out, he's back. And hopefully with a brand new album, Nal Horan. Hello. Hello there, Gary. <laughs> How are oh, you? Good, pal. Thanks for that uh, mad intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. How, yeah, yeah. How are you? How are things? Yeah, great. I'm, um, I've spent a lot of time kind of doing this, writing this album, and it's been nearly two years since I released a song of my own, so I'm uh, beyond raring to go. I bet. Yeah. Have you found it refreshing to get back into uh, sort of writing songs again? Yeah, well, I, t- I toured all last year, and I'm not one of those people that can write while I tour because I kind of like to keep them separate. And there's quite a lot going on when you're on the road with you know sound checks and meet and greet, etc. And there's a bit more of a routine. So when I when I finished the tour, I literally sat down and started writing tunes straight away, and then just couldn't stop. And then I thought to myself, well, I'll give myself a bit of a timeline, and I'll try and have something out in September, October. So I kind of that was the only timeline I had on myself. No one else stuck a timeline on me, so I just kept writing, and uh, it was a good good thing. I probably wrote coming up on sixty songs, I think, uh, and obviously that'll have to be condensed uh, to maybe fourteen or fifteen. But it's yeah, it was just nice to just write and not overthink anything. That's what I told myself. I told myself I was going to just go and write songs and not overthink how they're written or you know generally what they're going to be produced like. I just kind of went for it. I mean, 60 songs, that's a big library to choose from. I mean, yeah. do, do you put your songs into categories? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crap there, Gary. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, a, a, yeah, there's, you, you know, you write, 15% of what you write is really good and the rest is not that great. So, yeah, just chance it and see what happens. How does it compare to the first album? Because to me, your first album yeah. was quite chilled out in places with yeah. the odd, I'm going to say upbeat number, but I'm going to sound yeah. like a granddad if I say <laughs> no, that. No, no, you're right. But do you know what I mean? It was quite yeah. a chilled out album. How does your second album compare to the first? The words are quite different. Um, the first one was exactly what, how I wanted to announce myself into the music industry as a solo artist. When I brought the album out, I don't think too many people were shocked by it because I guess they kind of knew me as the little Irish fellow with the acoustic guitar. Um, so I kind of, you know, that's that's what I grew up on and that's what I was feeling at the time and, you know, that emotionally and musically. And I think this time, having toured for a year and going on stage every night, you get a fair idea by looking out at the crowd what they crave, what the crowd crave. Yeah. And... You know, everyone wants to be sad at points. Everyone wants to dance around and sing along. So I think this album is a, you know, I don't want to say a better mixture because the album was successful, but a good mixture of, you know, sad and happy and just a bit more tempo to it. And my favourite track on the album, I gather, is your favourite track, and that is the title track, Flicker. Yeah, me too. A really moving song, very moving song. Thank you, Gary. What influenced that particular one? That whole album basically was quite personal it was a breakup album effectively apart from a few obvious songs like slow hands yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but like for the most part that was uh yeah quite quite the emotional album and flicker was by far and away my favorite song and i still like i did over probably i did about 150 shows over the last couple of years and every night it never got boring i, no. I, I loved singing it and playing it and 
yeah, it's just one of them that still still hits you. On tour, you're kind of in routine. I kind of like tour. I, or I kind of like, I really like tour. A lot of people like see it kind of as a chore. Like, I like, I love getting out there and performing every night and stuff. When I'm off stage, play, as you know, big into my golf, play a lot of yeah. golf, go for a few pints, just general chilled stuff and then the madness happens when I arrive at the venue. <laughs> I've been looking at some of the tweets, I mean that the fans absolutely love you but the thing that makes me laugh is sometimes they, they don't get your sarcasm <laughs> you've actually had to defend it to yourself <laughs> Yeah because I might say something and if it's read the wrong way, it's like a dodgy text <laughs> message or something, you know, yeah. you, you, if it's read wrong, yeah. the whole Twitter world just flips on you sometimes <laughs> and um, yeah. being Irish there's definitely a sarcastic cheeky side to myself um, and that's what all of our humour is based on and sometimes Absolutely. it doesn't translate because I sometimes forget that there's fans all over the world who might not have the same sense of humour as us. I mean, how do you get time to reply? Because obviously you can only reply to a certain number. How do you choose which ones you reply to? Yeah, I just kind of watch the replies coming through and if I see something interesting I'll reply to it or if I see someone digging me out I'll reply to that too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, just, I don't really overthink of it. It's just, I mean, it's so handy there. Like, phone in hand it's just an app isn't it really and then you open yeah. it up and you can talk to the world it's a bit, um, it is crazy isn't yeah, it yeah I'm glad I don't use it after a few pints it'd be dangerous you know? oh airport mode at that point <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. alright well let's tell you what we'll do now we'll have a listen to your brand new song which yes. is called Nice to Meet You and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and chat a bit more yep. it's Noel Horan on Wave 5 and this is the new single Nice to Meet You Nice to meet you. That's uh, the new single from Nal Horan at Wave 105. Long time coming as well, Nal. The fans have been dying to know the date for the new single for many, many months, even years. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it's taken time, hasn't it, to uh, put this together? Yeah, well, the song kind of happened out of nowhere, really. I was in the studio and it was one of those days where nothing's really happening. And then I just plugged in the electric guitar, sat down on the couch and started having a little bit of a, you know, I messed around with some riffs and stuff and then when I played that the main riff in the song the uh, the whole like the, everyone that was with just kind of went whoa let's let's try and write something to that and it kind of caught people's attention straight away it also lends its hand to make you want to sing in a certain way so I found yeah. myself I found myself in the booth nearly turning into Elvis <laughs> and they were actually my producer Julian was literally just telling me no just relax yeah. you, can't, you can't go around singing like Elvis because it's one of those ones that makes you feel like you want to be in character um, and that's what I love about music. It makes you want to do certain things at certain times. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of happened. It was just, I guess, off the, the back of Slow Hands and how how well that did when it really shouldn't have. There was a lot of different stuff on the radio at the time, that, and it stood out, and I guess it stood out because it was really different, and I thought maybe I can push the boat out again and, and go even crazier and, and kind of show off how diverse I am because I guess... I'm known now for slow hands and, you know, the ballads. So, um, you know, it'll be nice again to have that mixture. I'm looking forward to hearing it when it eventually comes out. Now, I gather you did a special intimate set recently and featured four of the songs, one of which we've just heard, of course. And another one was Put A Little Love On Me. Mm -hmm. What about the other stuff? Yeah, well, Put A Little Love On Me is a ballad, a piano ballad that I wrote last year. 
close to home that one and uh yeah and that was one of the few ballads on it i mean it wouldn't be an album of mine if it didn't have a ballad on it now i just i enjoy writing sad songs is the truth Um, and why not we all like being sad at some point do you find it helps you vent your feelings as well exactly as you put it there um yeah i wouldn't be the greatest at that either so it's, it's nice to be able to get it out and then it becomes a little bit less private when three, four billion people <laughs> hear, hear it or something. <laughs> it's incredible the number of streams that your songs have had, not only with 1D, but as a solo artist. It's into the millions. Comprehending that must be just incredible thing to tr- kind of get your mind round. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. And I feel, well, I sound like an old man here when I say that. But <laughs> I've been doing it for a while and I've never been able to wrap my head around the sheer numbers because... It's kind of like we're sitting here having this chat like it's a normal phone call. Yeah. And little do we know that it's going to go out to the thousands or whatever. And you you don't think about it when you're doing it. It's like I'm in the studio writing songs and you don't think about the sheer numbers that are going to be affected by that later down the line, Um, which is quite a humbling thing when you, you know, people read stats back to you and stuff and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) I didn't even know that was a thing. It is Um, incredible. But yeah, I've just never, it's one thing I've never been able to wrap my head around is the actual sheer numbers. I suppose in a way, the best thing to do is just kind of know it's there, but ignore it and not think about it too hard. Yeah, imagine if if you were to do that, you know, you'd be a different person. I must say, no, I loved your face app with Lewis Capaldi that you did. (laughs) To to anyone that doesn't know what face app is, it's where you take a photo of yourself and then it predicts how you're going to look in 20 or 30 years time. And we've, we've all tried it. Yeah, and your, yours look great. You, you've aged well, but I felt like I felt I felt like I looked like Parkinson or something. And he said he looked like a, a really poorly Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. You definitely um, fared better than him, I have to say. I yes. mean, he said it, so he got there yeah. first. So we're okay to say it now. No, it's been fantastic to speak to you tonight. I'm sure we could, you we too, could Gary, chat yeah. even more, but um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to hearing the new album. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've worked, as I said, I've worked pretty hard on it and I'm really proud of it. And because I haven't released in a long time, I'm, I'm very excited and I've been sitting on these songs every day for the last year. So more than ready to go. I'm just going to let everyone else do their part now and and then release it. And hopefully, you know, you, everyone enjoys it. And any idea on the date as yet? Maybe Jan, Feb, yeah. March, somewhere in yeah. that vicinity, but no later than that. Don't want to give you a tight deadline here. You need, you need time. You need a bit of mind space to work yeah. on it, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm a busy man, you know. I've been going all over the world Absolutely. now and doing all sorts. And I know I've got one more question that I know you're probably fed up with being asked. And Go on. Is, it's about 1D, <laughs> the reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, I've read all sorts of stories uh, this morning about, yeah. um, you know, about 1D, what's happening. Yeah. From the horse's mouth, as it were, what's the line on that? There's no real line on it. You know, it was just, at the time we were, you know, we were tired. We'd done five albums in five years and we kind of knackered ourselves out at a young age. Mm. Um, and then we are just kind of like, right, let's just go and chill out for a bit or if you want to do your own thing go and do your own thing and then you know it's been a few years or whatever and people are still doing their own thing so when when it's kind of for me it's as simple as pick whoever picks up the phone and goes is are you ready then i'll be ready you know i'm really enjoying what i'm doing now Uh, like it's i'm having a lot of fun you know and new tunes coming out i'll probably you know i'll tour next year you know and then if the phone rings i'm there always 1D is the reason that I got to, you know, do this stuff Absolutely. and got into the industry in the first place. So whenever, whenever, uh, you know, one of them, one of the lads comes calling or if I come up with the idea that we will do it, then 
you know, I'm absolutely 110% never going to say no. That is what I wanted to hear, the official line on the <laughs> 1T reunion. It sounded like a press release or something. <laughs> I, it, I suppose it did in a way, and I'm pleased I did ask you the question, and I'm glad that you didn't mind me asking that no, question no, either, because it, it's one of the things the fans are always going to ask. Of course, yeah. And they'll, they'll tell me off if I don't ask the questions. Yeah. So uh, there we go. <laughs> well, no, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the new album. Looking forward to seeing you on tour as well in 2020. And thank you again for speaking to us at Wave 105. Cheers, Gary. You're a gen. Thanks very much. Nice one. Thanks, Niall. Cheers, bud.